Today's guest really doesn't need much introduction because it's me. I am a best-selling author. I am a speaker. I've been in the financial planning industry for over 35 years. And today I'm going to be talking about why conversations matter, how to keep money from destroying your family. All this on the this episode of the Executor Help Podcast. Oh yeah, the guest is me, David Eady. Welcome to the Executor Help Podcast, the show dedicated to help you settle an estate, pick an executor, and avoid family fights. For more information, visit davideady.com. Now here's your host, David Eady. Today's guest is me. And I'm going to talk about conversations, why they matter. And if you have the right conversations, it'll keep money from destroying your family. And it actually came, the idea to talk about this came about um, about these two clients I have, uh, Catherine and Robin. They're both retirees and they've been married for decades and they're fairly well along in years. They have a decent amount of cash, securities, house and a lot of stuff, more wealth than probably people their age. Now, they recently updated their wills to indicate whichever one of them survives, the other one gets everything. Now, much of their wealth is designated to go to their four kids equally and some specific charities after they both are gone. Now, they've never talked about this with this with their adult children, and they needed some help in bringing up the conversation. And I remember uh, Catherine saying to me, to her, it was pretty scary. Now, those conversations... My parents never had that conversation with me or my siblings. So in my case, it ended up being seven years, 10 court appearances, $50,000 in lawyer's fees, and they had a will. Now, we no longer have any of the assets that they own, and the three of us have never spent a holiday together since 2010. Now, I get the topic where I'm going to be talking about today isn't anything that people, a lot of people want to talk about. But when you don't have those conversations... It means there could be family fights. It means there's going to be incomplete or last-minute estate planning decisions made. Estate planning documents that are not worded clearly. Or maybe there's second marriages, especially where there are multiple sets of children. Or maybe there's a family business with no succession plan in place. Now, I know it gets, we all get uncomfortable with the topic, and I get that. But there's nothing to be afraid of. Actually, spoiler alert, it's going to happen to all of us. So instead of talking, most people will avoid, procrastinate, or they become apathetic. They've got the mindset, well, I'm dead, what will it matter? And that's probably why between 67% of Americans and Canadians don't have a will or estate plan. And men are more likely to have a will more than women. I'm going to share with you today why it's so important to those you love. But first I've got to ask you a question, and you've got to think about it. What kind of family are you? Now, if you listen to the a family, fan of the, the podcast, you know I've spoken to Sidney Ardledge. And if you go back and listen to some of her, uh, the episodes where she's on, we talk about the three types of families. There's a family that hasn't done anything and they don't talk. There's a family and there's a will, but it's a secret and they let the paperwork do the talking. And then there's the family who communicates and prepares the next generation. Some of you may disagree and think that I'm talking a lot of nonsense today. And, and that's probably because I have no idea how close your family is. You know everyone in your family gets along. But you know you ought to think about it. When we resist 
avoid and ignore the one thing that life guarantees, we put our family in danger. Understand, no family is perfect, but all families start out with the illusion of perfection. I have to say to you, don't fool yourself. You have absolutely no idea how they're going to react when you're gone. And you have no idea how they will treat your executor. You never know how someone's going to behave until you have to share an inheritance with them. Believe me, I know. So by having these conversations now and being prepared, you set a positive example. You train your heirs and build a bridge to the next and new unborn generations. It helps your heirs with the opportunity to, you know, resolve conflicts, overcome jealousy, fear, and selfishness while you're still here to help them. The good news is that you have total control of how you are going to want your family to grow and flourish in the future. Now, the more effort you put into the process now, the better the outcome will be and you can expect your family to flourish. But if it's not important to you, I, I can't help you. Or do you want to leave them lost and in chaos? It's actually totally up to you. Now, having conversations with your family is very important, and so is having it with your executor. Now, a friend of mine, Amy, was named executor of her mother's estate, and she has absolutely no idea what to do. She didn't even know where to start. Now, there were two other siblings, a brother and a sister. Now, they both resented the fact that their mom made the oldest sister alone to be executor. The estate was to be divided into three equal parts. There was a house to be sold, investments, and pension accounts to be liquidated, and tax returns had to be filed. Now, this didn't really sit well with the beneficiaries, and that's a common problem, as they were constantly requesting their share of the estate and threatening Amy with legal action. Now, a big danger and problem that causes stress for an executor is an unprepared and lost one. You've, you're, if you don't have that conversation with them, you're setting them up for failure. Although you need an executor when you're dead, you need to prepare them when you're alive. Because you're asking someone to grant you this one big giant last favor. You're asking them to spend 100 hours, take up to 18 to 24 months of their life, deal with the tax department and courts, and deal with sometimes uncooperative beneficiaries, and make sure that all of the tasks are completed. That's why you need to have the conversations with your family and your executor. Now, all of us want to be remembered in some way or another, whether we want to admit it or not. You want to know that you've truly made a contribution to your children, your friends, and community. Intensive care is no place to find out that there's no will or health care directives. And I can assure you, you can have a meaningful conversation with someone when they're on a ventilator. Now, the biggest danger Catherine and Robert want to avoid is they will be remembered for what they did not do. They never got to say what they wanted to say and will be forgotten. So now is the opportunity to say what they want to say to the people they care about and build a great family history. By doing this, they hope to have a long history of great family conversations. So how should Catherine and Robert approach their children about their estate plans and not make them feel uncomfortable? Well, they can casually have a conversation with their children by discussing the topic over dinner when the occasion pre presents itself. It could be in passing that they had their wills updated and mentioned that who they've named as the executor. Or if you're concerned about your own parents' situation, you could use yourself as an example. Then depending on the reaction of the children, they'll know if their children are interested to know more or if they have specific questions. Now I can relate. I wasn't in the room when my parents were drawing up their will. 
I could not handle talking about their death. And that's probably my biggest mistake. So now it's going to be a good opportunity to give more details about the will and perhaps decide on a mutually convenient time to sit down and go over the will in more detail and discuss where important information can be located regarding assets, debts, investments, you know, insurance policies, etc. And importantly, your digital assets. You know, people don't think about it, but as people's online presence become more widespread, digital assets become an important consideration in estate planning. Simply put, digital life is everything you have ever created, purchased, or done online. For one email address, there is an average of over 130 digital identities. For example, your Netflix account, Amazon, YouTube, Facebook. So out the conversation, how do we get into a computer, laptop, tablet, or cell phone without any clear direction of what passwords or logins are? People have no idea where to find this information, and that's going to become a very big problem. Especially today, with COVID. It may be gone, but it's still present. And it has, for the first time, made a lot of people think about their own mortality. For the first time, because they never really thought about it, and you know, no one really knows what can happen. If the children aren't available for any kind of conversation about the topic in the moment, you'll need to find time to do it, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. It's really important that you have those conversations. You never know when your family might change forever, like my friend Cam. Cam's dad didn't see death coming. He didn't know that a truck was going to take him out while he's out just getting something for his wife. He had no idea he was not going to return home. It was almost six months to the day since his mother had a major stroke while she was in California. His parents didn't have any out-of-country insurance. So they had to stabilize her to get her back to Canada. That event essentially bankrupted them. By the time all eight children came together, his mother had not seen her husband for five days. She was looking around the room for him, and when they told her, she was crushed. Because of her condition, she was never able to tell them if there was a will somewhere. Cam's mom lived for another five years after her massive stroke. During that time, everyone searched the family home to find a copy of a will. No one found anything. This created a unique problem. Cam admitted his dad and mom should have written a will. It lets everyone know what your wishes are. Then there won't be a breakdown in the family, like he has today. He told me if they had said on their desk that they wanted to sell the cottage or they had something else in mind, that would have helped, but they had zero. He says if you've got any kind of wealth, any assets, do the right thing and just get a lawyer involved to handle it all so there's no questions. Have the conversation with your family. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but get the conversation over and done with. What can you do right now to get started? Now, I don't expect you to run out and get on the phone and contact your family members and ask them to meet with you right away. No, these conversations have to happen over time. But I can assure you, the reason why you want to do this, well, it's probably the greatest gift of love that you can give to your family. You've taken the time to make sure that they are not left disorganized and in chaos. Now, I've, over my 35 years of being an advisor, I've asked people who've gone through the process of having the conversations, how do they feel? What are the emotions that they feel after you've gone through the process? Well, there's three of them. They say they're relieved that they've done the job. They're confident that their family is going to move forward because they know that it's going to be growing out of love 
and they understand what you wanted to take place. They feel cared for. They know the family, when tough times are going to come, that they're going to be able to rally around and stay together, not only now, but also for the future. If you're a fan of the show or you've listened to some of the podcasts, I have the friend, a friend of mine, uh, Peter Christman, um, and he turned me on to this particular poem about what will it matter. And I think it kind of apropos that it kind of sums up everything that we're doing about having those conversations today. And there's one part of the poem in terms of what will matter, I think, makes the most sense and brings everything together I've been talking about today. Because at the end, what will it matter? What will matter is not your memories, but the memories of those who loved you. What will remember is not how long you will be remembered, but by whom and for what. Live a life that matters. It doesn't happen by accident. It's not a matter of circumstance, but of choice. Choose to live a life that matters. Choose a life that matters and have the conversations that matter. Thanks for listening. I'm David Eady, and you know, of course, you can go to davideady.com if you have any questions, if you'd like to drop me a note, or uh, wherever you're listening, rate the podcast and give me a, a, a rating. I really appreciate it. So until the next time, I'm David Eady. This is kind of weird closing down the show. I'm David Eady, and this is Executor Help, the podcast. Take care. You've been listening to the Executor Help Podcast. For more details, visit davideady.com or follow David on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. The links are in the show notes.